Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now. (laughs) Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I am Steve Hook, and uh, it's good to be with you today. And I I swear I am going to change that that intro at some point. Anyway, uh, it's good to be with you folks. We have a lot to talk about today. And uh, as we always do, it never it never slows. Uh, the pace only picks up here on the podcast. Um, we are, as you probably have figured out by now, in the middle of a massive culture war. Uh, and it's a culture war for the very soul of um, the American civil society as we have known it. And it's one that we that is being waged on just about every possible facet of uh, your day to day life, uh, and we'll point out some examples of that as we go along here. But I'm reminded of the 9/11 report that came out after the uh, the attack on 9/11 2001, uh, and the report came out, uh, you know, months and months later, obviously. And one of the biggest takeaways from that report, if you recall, was that radical Islam and uh, the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and uh, some of these other radical terrorist organizations, they were at war with us, and we completely failed to recognize it. Uh, That was one of the biggest takeaways from the 9-11 report, was they were at war with us, we weren't at war with them, and we didn't know that they were at war with us. That is exactly what's happening right now, but it's happening from within, not from without. We are seeing pressure to get a vaccine. I get it. Everybody wants to go back to normal. We all want that. I am not an anti-vaxxer. Okay, I'm just I, I don't I don't fly that way, but I am an anti-forced vaxxer. And so now we're being forced to do things against our will. Uh, that's that's one way that we're at war. You know, this is this is, a, you know, now I, I just heard yesterday Governor Cuomo in New York has now decided that he's going to open up Yankee and Mets, uh, the, uh, the Mets stadium and vaccinated people get to sit at the lower deck and they can sit there and have a grand old time unvaccinated people of course second class citizens they will be forced into the upper decks of the stadium uh, and they will have to maintain social distancing and if they get a seat good for you lucky you get a vaccine we'll reward you Uh, in the state of new jersey the big push is get a vaccine and get a free beer yes that's what we're doing now we offer a free pint of beer if you roll up your sleeve Now, again, I am not anti-vaxxer, but this seems, you know, in the state of New Jersey, we have, there's a law called enticement. You cannot, for example, if you go to a bar and you want to drink a beer and then some beer company or beer representative is there that's representing another beer. Like, for example, beer A is your beer of choice, but these beautiful girls who work for beer company B are there. And guess what? They've got t-shirts, they've got swag, they've got stuff to throw out. Well, it is against the law to go up to somebody at a bar uh, stool or a table and say, hey, if you dump beer A and drink beer B, I'm going to give you this T-shirt. That's called enticement. It's illegal. You can't do it. But when it comes to getting a vaccine in this state, all rules are all, that's out the door. Now, hey, go get a free beer if you get vaccinated. Now, you can say it's all good intentions. I get it. 
But when you start separating people who get vaccinated and don't get vaccinated, it doesn't feel like America much to me anymore. And that's just one aspect. Now, we're going to talk about this a lot more as the, as the podcast progresses, but I want to bring on, a guy, and I love the title, Tommy Piggott is the RNC Rapid Response Director. I mean, that sounds like something right out of uh, uh, 24 or something. Uh, Tommy, hello. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. How are you, man? Thanks for joining us today. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a real pleasure to have you. Uh, The Rapid Response Director, what a cool title you have there, man. (laughs) <laughs> it's not too shabby i do like it i do like it <laughs> it's like you know i do you have a do you have to slide down a pole and jump in a car when you get the call i mean it, it, it sounds like something <laughs> <laughs> well i guess if you view twitter like that i guess we kind of are like that always trying to get our stuff out there as quickly as possible you know hold them accountable exactly so now say. that's that's kind of what i want to get to by rapid response director what you're what you're really doing is you're responding to crap that's thrown online uh, that may or may not be true, and you're saying, "Hey, wait a minute. Here's the here's the way we see it. Is that, is is that what's going on with your job?" Yeah, that's a major part of it too. But also, you know, issues that people don't want to talk about that aren't convenient for the left and the Democrat Party. You know, like his border crisis right. um, and other different issues. We bring those up too. So it's responding to disinformation that they put out, but also saying, "Hey, what about this? What yeah. about?" what's going on here and, and then you get accused that, and then yeah. you get accused of what aboutism because you just said what <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is the, yeah. th- that is the stupidest th- what aboutism is the stupidest defense mechanism i've ever heard in my life because essentially what it says is you can't bring up anything else because we're not talking about that so don't bring it up uh, it's just it's it's just silly uh the border crisis is uh what is ism not what aboutism it is a crisis um, yeah, and the ironic part is, is that back when President Obama was president, there were fewer numbers of people crossing the border, and Obama called it a crisis. And yet, for some reason now, Biden's decided that he's just going to not tell the truth. And I think it's pretty clear why. It's because his policies have created this crisis. This is his border crisis. It's his policies that have done it. Yeah. So he's relying, instead of trying to address it, he's just decided, you know, I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. I'm not going to visit the border. I'm not going to call it a crisis. I'm not going to have Kamala Harris visit the border. And I'm just going to hope everyone forgets about it. And we're doing our best to make sure that, that we're just telling happen. the truth. Yeah. Yeah, that people don't forget about it. Well, and I don't think they're going to. The que- And it's a very easy tactic for, for uh, I call him sock puppet, by the way. It's a very, you don't have to say that. That's just my words. Uh, it's a very easy tactic for sock puppet to take because... He knows the media is going to carry his water. He knows the media is not going to hold him to account. God knows if it was Donald Trump, they would. Uh, but um, they won't do it with Joe Biden. And I think that the, the, the border crisis, uh, Tommy, and correct me if you think I'm wrong or, or, or add, I think the border crisis is just one aspect of this massive fundamental change, speaking of Obama, that Obama promised us back in 2007, 2008 when he won. Uh, when he basically said, we're going to fundamentally change this country. Well, one way you do that is demographically. You open the borders up. Uh, you also um, keep people locked down, shutter businesses. Uh, there's so many crises going on. I'm convinced uh, that we're at a crossroads here, and we're in a culture war. And I don't know if you heard the my opening, but what I mentioned was the 9-11 report told us very clearly uh, that radical Islam was at war with the West, but the West didn't know it, and we weren't at war with them. 
I think that's what's happening right now, except for it's an internal conflict. I think you've got the hardened left who has completely hijacked the Democratic Party. And I think you've got Sock Puppet just sitting there saying, hey, listen, so long as the big guy gets 10%, I'll mouth whatever you want me to mouth. Well, I, I definitely agree that the far left has taken over the Democrat Party. I mean, you just hear from radical member of Congress after radical member of Congress with glee talking about how Biden's completely adopted their radical socialist agenda. Right. Um, and to your point about fundamentally transforming the country, um, Biden said has said repeatedly that he views the coronavirus as a way to fundamentally transform this country. Yeah, That's his own, those that are his own words. In his own yeah, words. He said that um, and just you looking at his uh, his spending bills he's putting forward that's all part of it too i mean mm-hmm. his entire agenda is about completely restructuring it i mean just look at what he said in the state of the union about how americans are the government yeah. what a twist yeah uh, you know like uh, believing in the government versus believing in yourself or believing in americans that's a, a shift and that's a dangerous ideology i believe and that that's something that i think americans will reject in 2022 i think people are waking up to it like americans are not the government. The government is not the solution to our problems. Americans are the solution to Americans' own problems. That's um, right. That's why even if you look at the CDC recently with speaking, oh. being influenced by the teachers' unions. AFT. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And, and it was verbatim, Tommy. It was verbatim. I mean, you see, yeah. the, you see the letter that the, that the AFT sends to the CDC, and then Rachel Walensky, who is the director of the CDC, all of a sudden couches her response based exactly, almost word for word, of what the AFT kind of demands, really. Let's just call it what it is. And these were the same, the same group. The same group was the same group that was working to keep schools closed. And that's yeah. what's really concerning about this. I mean, you have the CDC, which is supposed to be a science-based organization, Biden saying we're going to follow the science. <laughs> but here it is taking verbatim from an anti-science teachers union. Okay. I mean, it's, just, it's astonishing. And, and, uh, and not only that, Tommy, I, and I hate to interrupt, but, 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 and that's a great point. But if they were follow the science, follow the science, uh, then the CDC would be saying, hey, you know what? It might not be a good idea to cram a whole bunch of illegal children. Ch- well, illegal children. Oh, the left will have a field day with that. A whole bunch of unaccompanied non-citizens in cages together with at least 10% of them showing signs of COVID. That seems to be uh, belie the science. Exactly. And that's just one huge element of Biden's border crisis. I mean, how ironic is it or how I guess disturbing is a better word that Biden's policy seems to be to open the borders, but close the schools and keep businesses from reopening. Um, and then we have these facilities that are really full to bursting um, on the border. Yeah. And he's been restricting media access across the board. And then they're so overwhelmed, they're starting to release illegal immigrants crossing the border without a notice to appear in court. And yeah. just people like, and we have, according to a new report, 30,000 illegal immigrants cross the border and escaped into the United States within the last 22 days. So this, this border crisis is just booming out of control. I mean, and he, he said the other day in an interview Biden did, we've gotten control of the border I crisis. Saw, I heard it. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, even Democrat representatives on the border are, are saying to him, what are you talking about? This is not under control. I mean, 30,000 in 22 days. I mean, just looking at apprehension since Biden has uh, entered office, you're looking at over 500,000 border encounters. That's crazy. And, and, and there's over, there's over 22,000 minors in U S custody right now. Uh, it just, which it, is insane. Uh, it, it's absolutely, it, it's beyond a crisis. It is a catastrophe. 
It is a catastrophe, and it is a catastrophe brought to us lock, stock, and barrel uh, by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and their entire party, quite frankly. Uh, And I think you're right. This is all about the fundamental change. It may be a, a demographic change, but it's also a wealth redistribution con where all of a sudden we're guilted into surrendering not only our liberty and our pursuit of happiness because our businesses are shuttered, but now we're told, hey, this is who we are. We take care of the less fortunate. So uh, shut up and pay your dues and and uh, and be thankful. I mean, it's it's so insulting. Well, and then yeah, to the point of the distribution of wealth, you have and you know kind of shifting who you look for. Many of his proposals and his spending uh, bills will kill hundreds of thousands of jobs. The tax hikes will. Sure. And he's trying to say, you know what? We're going to give you benefits. So what he's really doing is saying, don't look to yourself. Don't look to you know, empowering Americans, look mm-hmm. to the government for what we can give you. And that's really a fundamental shift in it's so America. Stupid. It's so unbelievably stupid and short-sighted, but I don't think this guy gives a damn so long as he makes his money. And frankly, this guy, this Democratic Party has more than lost its way. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't think there's any real love for the U.S. Constitution uh, any longer in the U.S. Democratic Party. I don't believe there's any love for the country. They certainly don't really value our traditions, our morals our heritage. Uh, I just think it's, it's, it's an absolute catastrophe. But if there is a silver lining, you may have mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. You think people are waking up. I really do. I think even if you just look at recent pollings about some of these issues uh, on the border crisis, for example, the majority of American people really recognize that Biden's policies are to blame for this border crisis, and they don't approve of his handling of it. And that's despite the fact that the media is trying to ignore it. The American people can see with their own eyes that this is happening, um, mm-hmm. and they know that Biden's policies are to blame. And I think that's across the board. I think Americans are, are realizing that his policies are harmful, that they don't work, and that they're creating crisis after crisis. Uh, and I think yeah. they're going to reject it. God, I hope so, because 2022 is so important. We've got to wrest that gavel away from Nancy Pelosi for the final time. She can never hold that gavel again. And 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 I hope that enough people wake up to make that happen. God, it would be nice to take the Senate too, but we'll see. I mean, it's just it's uh, it, it's so it's so. I have you ever? Let me ask you this, Tommy. And this is your own personal opinion. Have you ever been more frightful of the state of our economy? Um, not our economy, our, our nation as a well, including the economy, I guess, but as the nation as a whole, because it seems to me that they are lighting fuses uh, on every aspect of our civil society. I am definitely extremely concerned about what Biden is doing. But I think to your point about being frightened, it's less of being frightened. It's more of putting the energy to make sure these things don't happen into action. And so I feel more of an urgency than I am frightened. I believe that the American. Yeah. So I think the American people will wake up to this. I mean, even just looking at the special election this week in Texas. uh, Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Democrats got locked out and they competed in that district and they still got locked out. Yeah. So I think the American people are, are seeing and rejecting his policy. So I feel an extreme sense of urgency about this. And that's well, why we're working hard every day. I don't think you're wrong because people tend to vote with their feet and people are fleeing California, New York, New Jersey. They're, they're fleeing these blue, high-tax, highly regulated states like rats from a sinking ship. My only hope is they don't go to their red states and vote straight Democrat ticket and expect a different result because uh, – uh, they'll destroy those states too, but I I do think that you're right. I think more and more folks are waking up to it. Uh, now concerning the uh, the COVID lockdowns, 
Uh, do you find, do you believe Tommy and do you see in your work that you do with the RNC that you're having to put out other fires concerning the quote unquote science uh, when it seems to me that the red states that have opened themselves up or in some, in the case of South Dakota, never closed, but Ron DeSantis is a rising star. Uh, I think he is probably the greatest governor in the in the nation right now, especially yesterday. He gave all of his first responders a thousand dollar bonus, which is wonderful. Um, do you think that the, that 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 the blue states are using this covid panic for this is kind of a softball question for political power, Tommy, do you think that could be possible? Uh, I, Biden himself said so about passing using the coronavirus to fundamentally transform the country. Um, but to your point about how you know people are voting with their feet and we can see how Republican policies are working, just look at Florida versus Michigan. Yeah. Michigan, Democrat governor, worst lockdowns in the nation, struggling economy. And even she went to Florida on vacation. So even she's fleeing <laughs> with her feet. Um, so, and then, so Republican policies are working. And the best way to make it where America recovers is to open our businesses and open our schools. Um, and Democrat policies are keeping that from happening. Even in the recent stimulus payment, it's making hard for a lot of businesses to find workers because um, they have to compete with the free money the government's giving out. So businesses are closing. Yeah, they can't and in some cases, in some cases, these people are making more on living on the dole than they would be if they went back to their jobs. It really is. I mean, it, you know, it, it's tyrannical and it's despicable what what they're doing with this because at one time they're saying. Hey, listen, I'm sorry that you have to stay home and you can't go to work to, to, to homeschool your kids or to make sure that they're on the Zoom classroom. Sorry that your wife or husband has to sacrifice their pay. And on the other hand, they're saying, hey, if your businesses are closed, don't blame us. We're just following the science. So your kids can't go to school. You can't go to work. Forget about church. That's right out. And and shut up and accept it. And by the way, here's your new neighbors from El Salvador, and, and you're going to be paying for them too. Now, I don't mean to say that to me because hell if i live south of the border i'd be doing everything i could to hot foot it across uh into the america right now because they're rolling out all kinds of incentives but americans are being made to feel guilty about even discussing these issues and that seems well frankly un-american well and then to your point about the schools uh jill biden the other day was asked during an interview with joe biden uh you know should schools open by the fall and she said it depends like that, it, that's ridiculous. It depends I mean, on what family. the teachers' unions say, I guess. Huh? It, exactly. Well, that's it's ironically that was one of the same days that the New York Post reporting came out on the teachers' unions influencing CDC guidance. So <laughs> it really is anti-science for them to keep uh, these schools closed. And then even with the mask wearing, that Biden wears his mask outside, wears his mask when he's alone with Jill. The CDC guidance, which is behind on this issue, says that you do not have to wear a mask outside. So he is not following the science there either and that's just demonstrative and you know what tommy he go he he goes to he, him and the good doctor uh go to plains georgia and visit jimmy and rosalind carter 96 years old 94 years old respectively and both do the good doctor and sock puppet are completely maskless in this house now mind you all four of these folks have been fully vaccinated so there's really no chance of them of them catching or transmitting the virus but then the second they step outside after they take the photos they put the mask back on it's like what what the hell are you what are you doing <laughs> yeah. kamala, harris, kamala harris gave her husband a kiss and both of them were wearing masks before she departed on air force two yesterday <laughs> they kissed yeah, through the ridiculous. mask ridiculous 
and it's it's like it's it's, it's so like beyond just the idea of the fact that they're not following the science on masks it's so emblematic of like the broader issue of the fact that they are not following the science on businesses and schools and instead are trying to pass these massive bills that are actually making it harder for businesses to recover and then they're claiming that they're helping businesses out when they're making businesses compete with the federal government for workers it's unbelievable. which is just astonishing it, it is absolutely astonishing and it's exactly what they're doing I've never seen anything like it, and I pray God I never see it again because this has got to come to an end. Uh, 2022 fast approaches, uh, and of course 2024 right on its heels. Um, how are things? How are how is the mood inside the halls at the RNC these days? Well, I think number one is we're just we have that sense of urgency. I think we're enthusiastic about getting our message out there, um, and I feel it every day. Um, working with my coworkers here. And we have an urgency and a mission to try to tell the American people and expose Joe Biden's agenda. Um, and we're extremely enthusiastic about doing that. And I think we see it connecting with the American people. Um, wow. So in my opinion, 2022 can't come fast enough because I think we're going to take back the Senate, we're going to take back the House. Yeah. We're going to send a clear message that the American people are rejecting these policies. Well, I'll tell you what, as you mentioned, if that Texas special election is any indication... Uh, and this re- latest census uh, reports are any indication people are waking up, and I pray God they do. And as a rapid response director, we are counting on you, Tommy Piggott, to get the word out, and uh, and we thank you for joining us today, man. I certainly hope we can have you back on the podcast at some point. For sure. Thank you for having me, and we will do our best to keep up the good work and try to make sure the American people see what's really going on. And I'm mean, back at you, and we appreciate that. And by the way, man, I feel sorry for you. You live in the swamp. You live inside the Beltway. Good <laughs> God, man. How many showers do you take a day, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> not enough, not enough. <laughs> well, listen, brother, God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and thanks again for joining us on Right Hook Podcast, man. All right, thank you for having me. Okay, take care. Ah, there he goes. Uh, Tommy Piggott, Rapid Response Director for the RNC. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people under Tommy and working side by side with Tommy that are trying to get the word out. And that's exactly what we're doing here, folks. Again, this is on every aspect of our of our civil society, okay? We are being uh, fought with regards to uh, education of our children. We are being fought with regards to going back to work or going to a a bar and just having a beer sitting at the bar. Uh, now this stuff is is easy to easy to just kind of roll your eyes at and say, ah, whatever, man. It's just this. You know, I've I've said it before on the podcast. I'll say it again. You don't miss the water till the well runs dry, folks. And right now we are scraping the bottom of the well here, uh, and 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 they are they are drying this well out quickly. So we better get hold of it, and we better realize. Like the 9-11 report uh, reminded us way back then, when you don't realize that you're under assault, you tend to let your guard down. Well, every American should realize, and I don't give a damn what side of the political aisle you claim to represent, you better understand that the very fundamental nature of this country is being transformed before your very eyes. And while you may think that's great and groovy and all great things, remember this. The low, mid, and upper middle class Venezuelans said the same thing. They cheered on Hugo Chavez. They cheered him on. 
By the time Hugo Chavez kicked the bucket, they despised the man, but they couldn't stop Maduro from taking over because they'd already surrendered their country. They had already abandoned any pretext of constitutional rule of law. Well, that's what's going on here right now. And we better all realize it. What can you do? Talk to people at the water cooler, at the bar, at, at, at you know your neighbor who's walking the dog. Everybody has to be involved in this. We can't just sit back and wait until somebody else does it. You wait till somebody else does it and nobody does it, then who are you going to bitch at? In other words, get it done. Let's get it done. And the good news is it sounds like, and it looks very much like, President Donald John Trump will probably run again. I say probably because the rules of uh, of campaign donations and all that are very, very, uh, it, it's like a maze. And if he were to announce today that he's running, he would all of a sudden come under all kinds of campaign finance laws and stuff that no campaign would ever uh, be able to get out from under this far away from the election. So that's why he's couching his terms, and I'm 100% thinking about it, and uh, people are going to be very happy with my decision. He's telegraphing that he's going to run without actually coming out and saying he's going to run, and that, I think, can be good news. This is also why they went after Rudy Giuliani. This is why they're, they, do, they do not want Trump back in. Trump is the great unsettler, and you saw just how quickly this country went from Democrat versus Republican to liberty versus tyranny after they got rid of Donald Trump. It's moving quickly in the wrong direction. And as my good buddy Tommy Piggott just said, people are starting to wake up. And I know that you're one of them because you're watching or listening to this podcast. Now go out there and do your own, you know, proselytizing on it. We need to save the country. I'd like to thank Tommy for joining us. I'd like to thank you for joining us. And just a reminder, next Saturday, we'll do it all over again. I'll probably bring on another guest and hopefully you'll be back. And in the meantime, uh, I want to say thank you for joining us. This is Steve Hook on Right Hook Podcast on the Not Black, Not White American Media Group. God bless. See you next time. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now.